What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. There's so much news this week, um, and I hate all of it. I hate, <laughs> I hate like every except for one news story. There's one news story that uh, that I'm fine with, um, but I hate the rest of it. Um, but before we dig into that, let us uh, just clean up a little housekeeping. Don't forget to. Join our Discord by going to densepixels.com slash fans, where you can also uh, interact with other folks who listen to the show and us uh, and answer your and ask your questions in the post office. You can download this podcast as well as other fine podcasts wherever, wherever you download fine podcasts, other TNP Studios podcasts. Let's act like I've done this before uh, <laughs> and make that happen. Uh, subscribe to us by going to youtube.com. Slash Dense Pixels, where we put this podcast out in video format every single week. Uh, don't forget that you can sign up for our premium membership by going to densepixels.com slash premium for just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year to get access to the premium slate of shows uh, for TNP Studios. And of course, you can help support the show by buying stuff using our Amazon link by going to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, not easy. It's not easy every week. No, sometimes I it's hard. Keep that fresh. Sometimes it's hard. <laughs> um, speaking of really shitty corporations, um, I got to tell you, I hate companies who love to go to to fucking put themselves out there. As like, oh, we're the good guys, and like, yeah, we're a big, huge corporation, but we're a, we're we're like an awesome big, huge corporation, and we're gonna do things like go after Apple for being draconian with their App Store laws, and you know, we're gonna make sure that you know we're, we're take all this these billions of dollars that we earn from this golden goose that we have, and we're just gonna. We're getting invested in and buy up all these studios, and that's great. And you know, we're we're fighting for you. Like we care about you, developers. Like we're gonna make a competing store to Steam, and we're gonna you know give developers all this extra revenue that Steam doesn't give you. And on and on we go. And as it turns out, um, probably to the shock of nobody, if you really you know or remain as cynical as you should be. Uh, Epic Games uh, is basically the video game equivalent of the company who changes their logo on social media to a Pride logo for the month of June, uh, but doesn't actually do anything to support uh, the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, <laughs> the reason I say is because Epic Games last week uh, laid off about 830 employees, uh, which I think ended up being some, somewhere along the lines like 15% of their total Jesus. workforce. And the reason why they did it is because, according to Epic CEO Tim Sweeney, uh, very much a Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, 
you know, pick, pick your influential CEO wannabe, um, basically said that, hey, uh, we're spending way more money than we earn. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, like, man, like, Epic literally earns billions of dollars just from Fortnite, not to mention everything else per year. How could they be spending more money than they're earning? Well, it's because they're going out and they're buying developers that they don't need to buy just because they're looking for, like, to, to, to be there for the next fucking thing. Um, a lot of the layoffs happened at Fall Guys developer Mediatonic, who put out Fall Guys, and then got picked up by Epic Games because Fall Guys was a success. And then I guess because Fall Guys wasn't, like, the next Fortnite, still, like, one of the most successful live service games out there, but because it's not the next Fortnite, uh, we got to cut down at that studio. Um, on the wake of this, they're also increasing the price of V-Bucks in Fortnite. So, like, now it costs more to buy the premium currency or in Fortnite. Um, which, you know, we gotta, gotta make that revenue, but it's so funny that when the company has a bad strategy and, and by the way, Epic, not even a publicly owned company, Epic is privately held. So really it doesn't, as long as they can pay their fucking bills, it doesn't really matter if, if their balance sheet is in the red because they're a privately held company. So it doesn't make a fucking difference, right? Like as long as their bills are getting paid and as long as their invest, their stakeholders are you know, still able to float, like, you don't have to fucking lay off 830 people. You don't have to do that. You don't have to buy uh, the site of an old shopping mall to build your new corporate offices uh, in, in North Carolina somewhere. Um, you don't have to go hoovering up developers. Uh, and, and again, altruistic though it may be, uh, you don't have to give developers 100% revenue share. In your in your fledgling you know PC game store, but it's funny that when the company has a bad strategy and the CEO makes bad strategic decisions, weirdly enough, the CEO doesn't always isn't always the one to suffer the consequences. Like it's super important that Tim Sweeney's still there to continue making really shitty decisions. Um, and <laughs> you know, that's really odd. Like yeah. it's how, it's how this game is played, but it's, it's really odd because like the CEO position is famously the position that could and should be replaced the yeah. easiest. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's, it, it seems like, it seems like if you want the company to be more profitable, maybe you should get rid of the guy whose guiding hand made it unprofitable. Right. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just, wow. Like, that's, that's crazy. Uh, what a weird, what a weird uh, idea to do. <laughs> I mean, it's quite literally, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, I don't, th this is, yeah, man, this sucks. This is, this is a bummer, man. This is uh, an epic fail, if you will. Yeah. And um, I already had that penciled in for the show title this week, probably. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on a key. It's right there. So it's right there, man. Yeah. Like you don't get you don't get good puns for bad stories, man. Yeah. Like this is this is a terrible uh, this is a terrible story. Here's, here's um, the here's the other here's the other best part. So like in in the quote that he that he made to Epic employees, and it's now publicly available. Um, so stop, stop me if you heard some of these terms before. 
Micah. Uh, they've been growing uh, Fortnite uh, as a metaverse-inspired ecosystem for creators. That's that that that's the goal right now. Like like you know, it wasn't you know Facebook's failed pivot to the metaverse. Uh, we're not going to be we're not going to be dashed by that. We're going to go full steam ahead. And he and he said, "quote I had long been optimistic." that we could power through this transition transition without layoffs. But in retrospect, I see that was unrealistic. I don't know how you go for, I'm pretty sure we don't need to lay off staff to let's lay off 830 people <laughs> at like, at like the drop of a hat. And <laughs> let's cut off 15% of right. our workforce. 15% right. man. God damn. Like I was, I was, I was optimistic that we could kind of, I was optimistic that we could kind of, you know, fumble our way through this. But in retrospect, I'm a bad manager. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that says to me. Man. Now, to to their credit, uh, and this is the only credit that I'm going to give them for this. Apparently, folks that were laid off are getting uh, six months base pay uh, as part of their severance. And they're able to continue to receive six months of uh, health care paid for. Uh, by the company and they're accelerating like their stock vesting options and stuff like that. So that's at least the folks being kicked out the door are being taken care of better than most people get to be uh, in these situations. But again, like it goes back to the fact of how did you get yourself into this scenario? And why do we think that Tim Sweeney's the dude to guide us out of it? And I, and again, I guess because it's his company at the end of the day, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, this just exposes him to me as just, you know, again, yet yet another guy who believes his own hype and, and thinks he's smarter than everybody else, but in reality doesn't know how to manage shit. And, you know, like, like lucked out on, on like, like literally the, the, I can think of no closer allegory than uh, tripped tripped over a plutonium mine uh, like like as a metaphor uh, like in a video game sense like like he accidentally stumbled onto Fortnite Battle Royale because again if you recall like yeah. that wasn't even what Fortnite was supposed to be and they you know they pivoted to Battle Royale and PUBG you know got popular and it just happened to just I guess hit it was the right game with the right concept at the right time, a perfect confluence. If you think, yeah. If you think that he was just the right gay guy, yeah. <laughs> let me say that one more time. Yeah, try that. No, again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what I I don't like, um, and I guess it's just human nature. But I, I I do not like the rise. I guess not really the rise because it's been here for a while. Mm -hmm. But the, I guess you would call them tech bros, like mm -hmm. the superstar yeah. nerd. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not a fan of the superstar nerd because like they seem like the most hypocritical <laughs> and I, you know, Tim Sweeney, like my wife don't know who he is. Right. Mm -hmm. But like in this industry, you know who he is. Yeah. And I, I don't. I don't really care for that man because like you said, they believe their own hype, right? Mm -hmm. They they learn how to say the right things to you know get applause breaks, right? They they also yeah. and and this, and this is a pretty common theme I think we see of this as well. 
the or the ones that end up in like the douchey space, like like an Elon Musk, they don't keep people around them who can be honest with them. Yeah, you need people to check you, yo. Like yeah. you, you really, really do. Like those are your real friends, right? I remember, I remember I was going through some shit, and Jay sat me down once and was like, "This ain't it, bro." Like this, you know, like it. That's what. That's what. You know, you you can't have yes men, but like superstars have yes men, right? Like they're mm-hmm. the emperor. Like Elon Musk is the the poster boy for the emperor's new clothes, right? Like that fable. And he's just, I, I don't care for this man. Uh, yeah. This is this is one hundred percent a failure on his part. Like the buck's got to stop somewhere, and it's got to stop with the CEO. It's got to stop with the captain, man. Mm-hmm. Um. It's funny, man. Like in Japan, they're ready to commit seppuku, yo. Like, <laughs> like, like they're ready to. They're, I am so sorry, and it's I, a different, I, it's I will such a different culture. Knife. It's a, such a different culture, though. It is, man. Yeah, it you, is. Know, you know what I mean. Like, but, like, like, like the Japanese, like the like high ranking executives feel a great sense of like personal failure when when this shit happens. Like in America, like uh, an American CEO is like. Well, I don't know how the fuck this happened, but I know that there's only one fucking person that can pull us out of it, and that's me. We got we got to make this shit happen. I'm a smart guy. It's so weird, man. It's so it's so fucking odd. And I, you know, there's a lot about Japanese culture that I think is really problematic, but like like people in charge taking responsibility for failures. Like that's something I, that I think needs to kind of migrate yeah, bef- into way bef- over here. I, I'd I'd really be curious to know before Tim Sweeney um, decided to to lay off eight hundred thirty people, uh, how much of his probably multi million dollar a year salary uh, did he volunteer to to cut? How 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 much how much uh, how many annual bonuses does he get that he bet, that he offered to forego? Um, you know to help to help stem the tide of the of the bleeding money. Or just, yeah, we need, or do we need to make sure that Tim Sweetie's getting paid, um, so that he can, you know, continue to lead Epic triumphantly uh, in, in, into the next stratosphere? And it's funny because again, like they, as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks with the whole Unity fiasco, like they've been gifted a really interesting opportunity from a from like a like getting market share with their game engine standpoint. And I don't even think that they're in the position. And it turns out like they're probably not in the position to take advantage of that because they're operating in the red uh, so badly. Because again, they have the most literally, literally the most successful PC console game on the planet, and yet somehow they've managed to squander that, squander the war chest that they've built up. And they probably still have the war chest. That's the other thing that pisses me off too. By the way, he's talking about they're operating in the red. They're you know they're spending more money than they're than they're earning. But they also probably have like a fucking vault of money from early Fortnite days that they haven't spent that they could that they could use to help to help stem that tide if they really wanted to. Um, but they managed to take this again a golden goose that hasn't stopped being that. Like it's not like Fortnite has has you know jumped the shark and and now it's slowly dying. Like Fortnite is still as popular as it ever was. But you've ne- you've taken that you've overextended yourselves. You've bought things you didn't need to buy. We're again common theme. We're hearing that all you know all around the industry like crazy, and you and you managed to fuck this up. You 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 have fucked yourself from a that that any competent executive, any competent leader would, would have been an unfuckable position. 
You know what I mean? Like, 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 like you, Tim Sweeney operating from the standpoint of, oh, we will just always have more money coming in is a fucking fallacy. And you're a fucking idiot if you believe that that was actually going to happen. Tim, for Tim Sweeney, not you, the listener, but Tim Sweeney is a fucking idiot. So, yeah, man, it just, it, it sucks, man. And look, I get it, right? Like, nobody, nobody is, you know, the average person is not going to be like, well, I'm going to give up my, I know people that won't give up their vacation days for, for, to help people. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I get it. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm sure he does the whole, like, oh, here at, at Epic, we're a family and all this <laughs> bullshit that all these corporations do to try and, you know, make you think that they're on your side. They're not. They're not. I just wish people would be a little more transparent and a little more transactional. Like, I'm here to do a job. You're here to pay me for that job. And it. I don't know, man. It's weird. Like, it's not. And it, it happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. We talk about wrestling a lot on this show. And WWE just let all just let go uh, of a ton of people. Uh, on, at the same time, um, yeah. boasting. At the same time, boasting. Yo, yo guess what? Uh, USA just paid us a grip for SmackDown. Look at yo. this billion dollar <laughs> plus TV deal that we just signed. <laughs> right, right. But like, look at the, this IPO of, that we just opened with our new our new uh, parent company on right. on the York Stock Exchange. Right. <laughs> Like, but we can't, but we can't keep Mustafa Ali. Like, yeah. all right, yo, all right. It's just, it's just gross, man. It's just gross. It's just gross. Well, and, Don't and hire he, all those fucking people. Stop, stop thinking like, like this dude literally said, well, we've got infinite money. Essentially. He's yeah. just like, well, uh, money's not going to stop. That's, that's right. Uh, who've ever, whoever heard of, uh, 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 you know, managing resources. It's not like there's. A whole genre of video games. That, well, and uh, and the other and the other the other thing that's funny is that like they're taking a hard pivot because so there there's a a gentleman named uh, Sergey Galyankin, um who was the director of publishing strategy at Epic for the last eight years. He created uh, Steam Spy, which is a, a pretty notable Steam analytics uh, website that you can use to get to you know analyze Steam traffic and purchases and stuff like that. And he's 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 leaving voluntarily because he's like, yeah, this new vision that they have, like this new direction they want to go, like eh, it's not for me. Like I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna fucking get out of here. Um, again, it's yeah. just uh, the 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 lack of accountability at the top is what bothers me the most. Like it's it's one thing if the company's suffering and you know you can tell that they're suffering and and they they're on hard times and. You have to do these layoffs. It's not great, and there's still fingers to point when that happens, but at least you can understand. Epic seems like they're doing just fine right now. Yeah, man. Epic uh, seems like things are going totally cool. Does not seem like any it does not seem like a situation where you need to just tell 800, 830 people to to you know to kick rocks and go somewhere else. And but again, it's it's not just them. Like we're seeing it all around the game industry this year, like, like, like this is the year of bloodletting. It seems like, uh, in the games industry, we're having such a great year for video games as far as content goes, but just the, the, the industry itself, uh, has been incredibly unstable. Oh yeah. So, 
Oh, I'm looking at Tim Sweetie's Wikipedia. He's from Potomac, Maryland. Okay, that's why. That's why he thinks his shit don't stand. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. But again, oh, like, man. like I, I, I need, I need accountability from from executives. You ain't that smart. You, you, you're not the one doing the fucking hard work, making you know, making the company successful. And again, if if you if if the company's in a bad financial state, you've been the CEO for how long? Like, like for fucking ever, basically at Epic. Like, you put them there. You did that, right? You did no, that. I, I don't know why you think you can get him out, but but you did that. So, but again, I guess it's uh, his it's his house, so he can light it on fire if he wants to. So, yeah. Uh, with that, uh, we'll take a short break uh, for some ads, and then more terrible industry news. So. Additional layoffs announced uh, from a surprising developer. Um, this one is uh, Naughty Dog laying off 25 contracted employees um, across a, a variety of departments, mostly in quality assurance, of course. Um, they, and, and, and because they're contractors, uh, they don't get severance. And also because, uh, because of these layoffs, there's also rumors and it's being uh, reported that the the Last of Us Factions multiplayer game that they were developing uh, is basically on ice right now. Is the quote that was uh, the quote that was used uh, in the reporting that came out about this, which again to me feels somewhat appropriate. I don't know anyone personally that asked for a standalone Last of Us multiplayer game. Like I know that the multiplayer games that modes that were in the Last of Us were pretty popular. I don't think anyone's out there begging for a $70 release just to play Last of Us multiplayer. Well, you know why this is happening, right? You know why that, that was originally on the table, right? Because like, they were probably developing that in tandem with the show, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, well, we, got, we, we think that this show is going to do gangbusters. Let's, uh, let's try to capitalize on sure. this. Uh, so I get it. Um, Look, contract work, uh, that stuff sucks, man. Like, I, I've never been a, a contractor um, because, you know, for, for I, I'm very risk-averse, right? Like, I, mm. I need something stable. Uh, it sucks that they left, that they, they lost their jobs, uh, that their contracts were terminated. I, 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 while I do feel bad, uh, I don't feel as bad because I feel like you kind of knew Mm -hmm. that at any point you can kind of you can kind of be you know axed yep. um they didn't give they didn't give you the family speed they didn't lie to you and tell you that you're family <laughs> no, probably not you're, <laughs> you're you, you are a hired gun in here to do right. a very specific yeah. job so right still right. shitty um and you know will we see factions i don't know it was supposed to release 5 months ago and then apparently uh, Bungie gave it the once over, and we're like, mm, "This isn't very good," and so they had to go back to the drawing board <laughs> on uh, on the factions game mode. So we'll see what happens there. Again, I think releasing that at seventy dollars would be a huge folly. Um, and man, play PlayStation just keeps looking for that multiplayer that multiplayer game that just fucking hits. I also them. think that I also think that like. <laughs> that releasing that game kind of 
kind of shits on the spirit of what The Last of Us is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Like, The Last of Us is supposed to be about, like, survival and, like, mankind's, like, descent into tribalism in the face of, of, of like, uh, overwhelming adversity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, for as much as people like to ooh and ah about the story, um this whole multiplayer thing is kind of the antithesis of it. It's, yeah. it's kind of just, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's, it's the worst parts of, of what that story is supposed to represent. Yeah. Well, and I think part of that's the problem there is PlayStation's gambit, because like I said, one of the reasons they brought in Bungie specifically is to help build a live service uh, side on PlayStation. That's like sustainable and profitable and effective the problem is, is, I think that they're coming on the back half of that wave. Like, like I feel like that the live service wave has crested uh, in the industry, and it's going to be really difficult to find a new live service experience that hits to the level to make it like a mainstay success. Um, because I don't see anyone right now disrupting the guys that are established at the top of the mountain, which is Fortnite and Apex and Warzone and, you know, pick maybe a handful of others that are doing pretty well. Um, ha- like, you have to offer something that's different but still compelling. Still gets people in the door. Keeps them coming back. Have to have a good progression system. Um, hard to do that without littering the game with, you know, gambling traps and, you know, things of that nature. Um <laughs> and, and again, like I feel like everyone, everyone's the dog trying to catch this car that is just keep keeps you know driving away from them. So, and you know what's really bad is that like it all feels incredibly sad, mm-hmm. right? Because it's 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 incredibly transparent. What's that? That is that a PlayStation game where it's like a bunch of people and like they're shooting like shampoo or some shit at you? I, uh, I don't think it's just. It might actually be a PlayStation game. I know Square's publishing it. Foam Stars is, is what you're thinking. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. yeah. Foam's not, like stuff like that. Just feels so. It feels desperate. It feels mm-hmm. like it feels pathetic. That like you're you're very obviously trying to uh, like you said chase after this trend. Mm-hmm. That's you know. That's I, I and I think slowing down a bit. Yeah. I, it's like you like those things were light. light Fortnite was lightning in a bottle, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it even outlasted PUBG, right? Yeah. And so I, I feel like people would be more would be better focusing their time and effort on doing what they do. I'm not saying you can't like experiment and stuff like that. But like devoting a lot of resources to something that is still like a gamble, mm-hmm. I, I, it just doesn't seem like good business to me. But I, you know, I'm not a business guy. But I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I would still be putting up uh, like if you like AAA games, like tri- you know, big blockbuster games, still do well. They do. But and but I they just, but they don't do well in perpetuity, Micah. That's that's the problem. Is there is is they want they want that they want that hit, but they want it month after month 
after month after month. They, they you know, like like the the game that lands and has you know does huge sales and then has you know that those sales dovetail. Um, unless that game is Grand Theft Auto, it's not successful right. enough. <laughs> it's not right. successful enough. And um, look how long it took Grand Theft Auto. Like that's a known quantity with right. a provocative title, and you know it and. Like you, uh, you can't compare yourself to that. Like I, I, I don't know, I don't know. But but again, it it, it all it, it stems back to setting expectations, and this isn't exclusively a problem that the, of the company's making. Because again, like you have idiots who just play the financial market that don't understand the business that will invest in companies. And they're like, oh, like we, you know, we want this company to make the next Fortnite. We want this because co- they know what that is, but they don't understand the rarity of it. So it's not entirely of their own making. But it, again, at the same time, like you need to adjust your expectations. As I've said many times on this show, sometimes it's it's just okay to make a fuck ton of money. You don't need to make all the money. Like you should be satisfied with just a fuck ton of money, and that should be enough. And and then you can move to the next thing to make yourself a fuck ton of money. And if you want to be conservative and and don't take a lot of chances on stuff, go right ahead. You know what I mean? Like like you know you're gonna get out what you put into it. Obviously, like you know if if Horizon Zero Dawn, the Horizon series, for example, wasn't marketed as well as it was, and you know didn't have the time and the investment put into it, then that game wouldn't have hit. It would have it would have it would have been a dud probably when it came out. But because they invested in it they made themselves a little successful series but you're only going to get two of those games a year you know what i mean like you're, you're like you're only going to get a you know like like two of those big blockbuster games a year at most especially in this day and age where games take longer than ever to make but again if you're okay with just making a lot of money then that's okay but when you want to make all the money that's where you fucking get yourself into problems so well uh, brad you don't know anything anything about finance how am i how am i gonna win capitalism if i don't win all the money duh yeah that's right capitalism famously the game where everyone everyone wins all the time um i guess kind of not this isn't a related story but it's still notable um jim ryan who i feel who has been the head of uh, sony entertainment um, since like 2000 or 20, like 20 or 2019, actually, even though I feel like he just got here, I guess that's because COVID ruined time and space as we know it. Um, <laughs> but he, so he's retiring because, because for those who don't under, know, um, he's been with Sony for like 30 years. So he said in March, 2024, um, he's going to be retiring, uh, Hiroki Totoki, um, who is currently the Sony group corp president. Uh, chief operating officer and chief financial officer will help him with the transition, and then he will take over the role of interim CEO uh, once Ryan is gone, and he will help lead the search to find a permanent uh, successor uh, as time goes along. Um, I never did connect uh, with Jim Ryan like I did my other two dads uh, that were in the role preceding uh, Jim Ryan, like, like, like I felt like I, I felt like Jack Trenton and, and Sean Lane both had a lot more personality. Um, all we remembered about Jim Ryan is that he, uh, really likes to talk about cats and he really doesn't want people at Sony to talk about controversial social issues, um, <laughs> in the company that, that, that will be Jim Ryan's, uh, lasting legacy for me personally. Micah, what is, what is Jim Ryan's legacy for you as he leads Sony? 
I um I I think I've I think I've heard him speak once. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that that joke that um that uh John Oliver did about Jared Kushner where no one has heard uh Jared Kushner speak and then he's like, "Well, we've got audio of Jared Kushner speaking right now." And they got Gilbert Gottfried to dub over him. Like, it was fucking hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like, if I had never heard Jim Ryan speak that one time, I would think that he was, you know. 30 years, I've made the decision to retire from (laughs) SIE in March 2024. Like, what the fuck? I, I I guess I guess in 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 without jest, what he will be actually be remembered for is just being there when the PS5 launched and and kind of shepherding the company through that whole supply chain fiasco and and all that stuff. So I guess yeah. his tenure as CEO at Sony can be considered a success. I mean, they are certainly selling a selling a fuck ton of PS5s. So yeah. I don't think you can say it's a failure. But but Jim Ryan did not leave. Uh, it did not impart a lasting uh, legacy. In my brain, at least. Nah. So, uh, we will see who my new dad will be uh, in a couple uh, months' time. I'm sure. So, uh, a story that will not die and continues to just fucking rise up like a zombie. I thought we were done with this whole fucking Microsoft Activision acquisition. Now the CMA is like, no, it's cool. Now that Ubisoft is going to be publishing your games, it's great. Apparently, the FTC uh, is going to be back. Fighting against Microsoft, even though uh, they're not stopping the deal from happening. Like, they can still continue this court battle, even though um, even though the, the deal is definitely still going to close. Uh, which is very funny to me. Um, I do like how uh, Lulu Cheng Messervy from Microsoft um, tried to throw out, like, the fucking libertarian like oh how how the ftc decides to use their limited federal resource taxpayer resources is their decision i suppose yeah, um, shut up no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's literally, up, literally their fucking job right it's what they're supposed to be doing you yeah know? Like, <laughs> just be quiet yo. just be quiet <laughs> so uh so so i guess more to come uh in december when uh the the court of appeals gets to hear these things but again by then the deal will be closed and i don't really know how this fucking matters so um the last bit of news uh so we had talked about how uh ea decided not to renew their agreement with uh fifa uh to have the fifa branding in their annual football uh release that comes out uh that just came out actually recently uh for 24 and fifa foolishly uh thought that their branding was like the reason that the game was successful which is arguably the most FIFA thing to happen, I'm pretty sure, which is why they asked for a ludicrous amount of money uh, to renew the the licensing agreement, and EA told them to fucking kick rocks, uh, which I understand. Um, what I didn't realize is, I guess, how uh, strict that licensing agreement is, because days before EA Sports FC 24 uh, released... All of the previous FIFA titles that were on digital storefronts were pulled down and cannot Jesus. be purchased anymore. <laughs> so, <God damn. laughs> so they so so they fucking napalmed um they napalmed the old FIFA games. Now you can still play 
uh, these old games if you have them. Um, if you have uh, Game Pass, you can still... Um, they're still there, but you can't play them on Game Pass. Like, so if you own the games, you're good. Um, but if, if, if you have them on Game Pass, uh, it's no go. So, yeah. <laughs> so EA Sports FC 24 is truly the only game in town. When it comes yeah, to guess what? Guess what? Like that helps. <laughs> that helps EA guys. It does. Like that, that <laughs> helps EA. Like you, okay. Like thanks. They're not gonna buy the old game now. They'll have to buy the new one. <laughs> thanks. Like yo, what the? What is wrong? What is wrong with people making decisions? Yo, I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. It would be I, awesome. It would be awesome if. FIFA could ever get just like a normal fucking dude to be the president of FIFA. Instead, they get all these fucking psychopaths who have this insanely inflated sense of ego and self um, who make silly decisions. Uh, like, that's so hilarious, man. That's so hilarious to me. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll take one more quick break and then we will be back uh, with the post office. All right, so a quick dip in the post office bucket. Again, you can ask questions uh, to us in our Discord by going to densepixels.com slash fans, uh, who, uh, just like Cam did, Cam, who's feeling really salty uh, after Liverpool got very hosed uh, by the refs playing at Spurs this past weekend, uh, a clear offside uh, that should have been given, that should not have been given, uh, that disallowed a, a goal for Liverpool. Uh, was pulled back uh, due to an egregious officiating mistake. And then they got two red cards, and Spurs won the game uh, in stoppage time. It was awesome. Uh, but Cam asks, uh, was, <laughs> was uh, Prince Nana, is over like Rover dancing to Swerve music on AEW shows? Uh, what is the most over dance or dancing character in wrestling history for you? Uh, I don't like that dance. I think that I haven't, dance I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Uh, what they're he go. At. He goes like this, uh-huh. right? And and then he goes like this, and like this, and like this, and it's just this. And it just why? It, it why are they? Dumb. Why is why is the crowd going going so crazy for it? Because it, because because wrestling crowds are dumb. Like <laughs> uh, myself included. Myself included. <laughs> right? Like I'm not. I'm not calling the AEW fans dumb. I'm calling all wrestling fans, including myself, dumb. Um. What dance is is over? I remember the. Uh, I mean, I guess you can't really call it a dance. Mm-hmm. Anything that gets crowd participation, right? Yeah. Like when Fandango. Oh, you know, the, honestly, little... the two two cool is probably probably the most over like dancing thing. I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, that yeah. used, I mean, I mean, shit. They even got to do that during the Royal Rumble one year, if you recall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would also give props to Brodus Clay, but fuck that dude. Um, don't no no props for him ever for anything. <laughs> isn't he like a isn't he like a isn't he like a pundit now? Yes, he's like a fucking <laughs> right wing Fox guy. <laughs> but he still looks the way he does. Yes. Like yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh shit! So yeah, I, I think it's, funny, I think it's gotta be too cool. I think I think I think too cool is probably the most. Uh, yeah, because it's actually like dancing, right? Like yeah. Like the Fandango thing is just this, and this is not like dancing, right? Like you I think gotta, fa- you fanda- Fandango is more than because of music, because the crowd would like sing along with it, and and, and yeah, like that, so yeah, and our I don't know what our true well our true doesn't really dance too much. Mm. It's just that terrible rap he does in the beginning. 
Um, yeah, I don't. I don't need. I don't need black characters dancing. Uh, <laughs> if, I, I don't know. I, like I'm. Look, I'm being in my feelings about it, but like, I don't need him dancing for the crowd. Yo. I just. I just don't. I, I don't. Also, like, how can you dance to Swerve Strickland's music, yo? Like, Swerve Strickland's music is god awful. <laughs> it's terrible, yo. It's the worst. Like, I'm not a fan of a lot of AEW themes. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Kenny Omega's because it sounds like some, you know, Japanese butt rock that Capcom will put in a Devil May Cry game, right? <laughs> like, I do like that. But everything else is just, and, and I like, um, and I like Adam Cole's theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, I think it mashes well with uh, MJF's theme. I'm, I'm amazed that Adam Cole has managed to basically have the same theme across three wrestling companies. Like, like, I like, thought like, it was the same when he came <laughs> AEW. I really did. No, it's it's, it's, it's a different it's a different theme, but it is. But his, but his themes have sounded remarkably consistent uh, yeah, over man. over uh, over his different runs with different uh, different wrestling companies. So. But like when we get off, like listen to Swerve Strickland's like I swerve when I drive and I swerve <laughs> when I drive because I swerve when I drive and I swerve when I drive. Yo, it's god awful. It's the worst thing I've ever it's not, heard. It's not, it sounds like the SmackDown, the current SmackDown theme music. I hate or, it. Or, or, and, raw, or raw theme music, raw. raw theme and Takeshita, Takeshita's theme was just a tone. It was just. <laughs> Like it was just a tone at one point, you know. Like I'm trying, I'm f- trying to think of what what. So now, now you have me on a different tangent. I'm trying to think of the best AEW themes. I I agree with you on Ad, on Adam Cole. I think he's up there. Um, I I I, I mark out for Arch Cassidy's theme just because Jane is a good song. Um, what else? I don't like FTR's theme. I don't. Yeah, it just sounds, it's, it's, it doesn't. It's very. It's it's very. Um, it's purposely very like old school, like WCW. Like it just doesn't like it's catchy. It's got melody, which is more than I could say for. I swerve when I drive because I swerve when I drive. Like MJFs have grown on me, even though it's a little low key. It has grown on me. Fits his character. Fits his character. It has grown on me, but it has really grown on me after the mashup. Yes, like that's that's when I was like, all right, this is this is really good. Metalingus doesn't count, right? No, like yeah, that's don't don't we have to strike uh, like all licensed music? Really, like I shouldn't even be counting Orange Cassidy because that's a license. That's an actual song. Um, Right, that's like saying the final countdown is is your favorite (laughs) wrestling game, right? Like. Yeah, I'm, and I'm uh, yeah. trying to think. Like, I I couldn't I couldn't pick the Young Bucks theme out of a lineup. I Adam Adam, Adam Page's theme is just generic cowboy shit. No well, it's it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's about as generic as Adam Page. Yeah, I, I think true. that guy's incredibly overrated. There I you go. There, there, there you go. Wrestling overrated. wrestling fans, you can you can post in the in in the wrestling channel in the Discord and let us know what what are good AEW themes that are actually like original themes. Um for AEW because that's the other thing too is that AEW will just pay for a lot of licensed music and just you know whatever they were using somewhere else they'll just fucking pay for it to be used here so um, yeah I don't even I don't like like like, like I don't like and and again this is an actual songs or like a like a non wrestling song but like I don't like the remix for Daniel Bryan's theme in AEW I think it's really bad um 
well, the, uh, the, the trap the trap version of oh, Flight, Flight of the, of the Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds weird, yo. It sounds weird. Like, it's a trap version of Flight of the Valkyries, and then it's got somebody singing on it. It just, it's weird, man. It's weird. I, I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. Yep. And, um, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to pick, I wouldn't be able to pick, I'm looking at a list of them. Like, the top ones are Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, Adam Cole. That's fine. FTR, I mean, you not, know, not your cup it, of tea. Not my cup of tea. And Keith Lee, sorry, man, I like his WWF theme where he's kind of singing on it mm-hmm. um, better. And then you know, I I hate uh, uh, I don't hate Eddie Kingston's theme. I just wish DMX was actually the one on it, mm-hmm. right? Like it sounds like a it sounds like a DMX theme, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Sorry. God went off on a tangent. <laughs> uh, Johnny says, do you think Metal or Metal Gear? Where the fuck did that come from? Do you think <laughs> Spider-Man 2 uh, will suffer from the sequelitis that many other AAA games are going through? Games like God of War 2, Zelda, Horizon 2 are arguably all much better games than their original counterparts, but are seemingly forgotten because they lack what the original have, and that is something new is more of the same but better a hindrance. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't know if I'm uh, equipped to answer this question because, like, I've, I've already taken off on the twentieth, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here in my filth, <laughs> and and I'm gonna play that game. There, there, uh, there is something to be said for, you know, the the second the second album not being like like like. There's a reason that the phrase "sophomore slump" exists. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, like, and when it's a second game, you don't want to play it too. You know, you don't you want you don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to change it too much because people that have an expectation, but because you're not revolutionizing, you know, yes, like people, it's just not as exciting um, the first time around. I think that games like, especially like uh, Zelda, would have had a lot more leeway and a lot more zeitgeist time in the spotlight if this year wasn't so fucking weird um as far as like bangers coming out like crazy yeah. did ragnarok come out this year too i think it did jesus okay i think it came out like <laughs> in the beginning of the year <laughs> i guess i guess that's underscoring the point um i think if you don't um you know it's been five years since the first spider-man mm-hmm. and uh if you if you played it in 2018 when that game came out and just kind of like haven't touched it but like you remember that you like it i think you might be fine like but it's it's really apparent when you do yearly or bi-yearly mm-hmm. cycles for yeah. games you know what i mean and like, and i and i will say that even though like the games that johnny mentioned were not in the public zeitgeist as much they were still incredibly successful commercially. Like, like they still sold a fuck ton of copies and a lot of yeah. people played them. And ultimately at the end of the day, that's, that's all the companies care about. Like as long as people are buying the game and, and playing it, that's what really fucking matters. Um, it, it just, I guess it just matters to us nerds. Like the fact that the, the, the talk rises and dies, um, so quickly kind of makes it seem lesser, uh, or it might not actually be. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Cam comes back. He says, was listening to a sports pod that has a life advice segment that is usually people asking how to deal with something annoying their significant other does. And it made me think of Micah because one of the producers on the show mentioned his wife talks during movies and TV shows. And he finally broke recently and said, quote, sure are talkative tonight, huh? While they were watching something and then his wife cried and they had to stop and talk it out. I know Micah deals with this. So my question to you all is, have you ever been dumb enough to say something like this to your significant other? Uh, yes, but, uh, you know, she, she just takes it in stride because she ain't no punk crying. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> stop crying. That's supposed to be, that's supposed to be your loved one. Um, no, she, if I'll say something and then she'll be like, Ooh, uh, yeah, and then she'll, she'll be quiet. Right. But you know, it's a pain and it's a, it's yeah. 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 It's fucking annoying. But like, but like, that's the thing though, right? Like you got to tell people because especially if you're in a relationship, this mm-hmm. is what we were talking about with Carrie. Like you gotta, you gotta communicate that shit. You know what I mean? Here, here's the like, thing though. You... I have a incredibly high threshold for annoyance. So like it, it, it takes something really special for me to like snap. But then usually when I snap, like it's very aggressive. <laughs> oh probably, yeah. yeah probably yeah, a yeah. massive overreaction. You, <laughs> so. you, yeah. You do, you do what everyone tells you not to do. Right. <laughs> you bury it and bury it, and bury it. And then it just explodes. Right. <laughs> nah, like, like you gotta, you gotta let the steam out a little bit at a time. And that's what, that's what we do. We, yeah. we let the steam out a little bit at a time. Like when, when we're now, I don't tolerate it when we're in the theater, we're in the theater. <laughs> like when we're home, I'll be like, hey, you know. My 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 wife She'll be like, Oh, what did you say? And I'm like, I don't know. You were talking. I, right? I do and have trouble sitting next to my wife if we're watching a movie because my wife angles her head in such a way like she angles her head like this. Like, like if you're watching a video, you can see how my head is angled. So she's looking she's still looking at the TV, but if you look in if you're next to her and you look in your peripheral vision, it seems like she's staring at you. So like you you, you inevitably like turn over, you're like, What? She's like, I'm not looking at you. I'm just like <laughs> but you're pointed this way. Like, like I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. That's, that's, and- that's, 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 that's her turning you into Jack Torrance from the shining. You know? like, that's- Apparently she's done it since she was a kid. Like her mom used to like yell at her too all the time about that shit. Uh, finally, Daniel says with cyberpunk pulling a no man's sky, does the game get to be treated as one that came out this year for the purposes of things like game of the year talks, or does it have to be great out of the gate to be recognized? Not that it has any chance this year. Um, for traditional media outlets, no. Um, they're not going to just resurrect the game and say, oh, Cyberpunk 2.0, like, new game. No, like, Phantom Liberty might get some Game of the Year nods, but Cyberpunk itself won't. Now, the Game Awards is a different thing, because Jeff Keighley has said that to be considered for Game of the Year, you don't have to have come out in the pri- in the prior year. Like you're like it's 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 literally measuring what game was the most like relevant game and and like the most successful game and was the best game during that year. And he's even said that a game could win multiple years potentially if it had that much you know staying power. Um, and Daniel's right too. Like Cyberpunk, even if it was a new game, would not have a chance this year of. Oh no! This is, this is a hell of a year, man. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a hell of a year. Um, no, I don't. I agree with you. I, I just because you just because you you know uh, make good on your promise uh, <laughs> two years late that you don't get the you don't get to be you know a member of the of the cool kids club 
you don't get the you don't get acknowledged for that, right? Yeah. Like it, Phantom Liberty apparently is like twenty to thirty hours, so I guess that could be considered a game mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself. Uh, and even then, mm, I I feel like I feel like you kind of trying to grandfather that in, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I I wouldn't be happy with it. I wouldn't even be happy with it being nominated, to be quite honest with you, because the the uh, the murderous row of games that have come out this year. Uh, and that will eventually come out. Look, I'm tell you right now. I'm tell you right now. Barring some sort of, you know, bricking of my system, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man is probably ninety percent sure Spider-Man is going to be my favorite game of the year. Um, <laughs> do I think it will be the best like game in terms of like game game? I don't. I don't know. I don't. But and and what's funny? Favorite. And and again, this this does not speak ill of your personal feelings about it. I don't think Spider-Man is even going to be nominated for a game of the year. This yeah, year. Like, man. That's how, like, that's how fucking stacked the lineup yeah, is man. this year. <laughs> like the, like there, there's so many other, like, just like, like, like if, if I, if I had to speculate, let, let me see, we're going to, we're going to call it audible real quick. Games released in 2023. Let me see if I can figure out a top five. Sorry for the darkening of my screen for those of you uh, for those of you watching uh, on video. Um, I think your nominees for game of the year this year, as things stand currently, I think Resident Evil Four is going to be in there. I think Zelda is going to be in there. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, obviously um, Baldur's Gate is going to be in there. And that's look. That's probably going to win, folks. Yeah, that's probably most win. likely. Um, what else we got here? I could see Alan Wake two squeeze it in there, depending on how good the game actually is, because a lot of a lot of a lot of journalists are fucking like like, like love some Alan Wake. Um, so I could see that. I forgot that was releasing. This I year. know, I know. So I could see that sliding in. Um, and then probably Ragnarok's going to be on there. That's five. Isn't that how many there usually is, or is there usually six? There's like, I think there's five. Okay. You know what's, you know what's really going to make me mad? You know what's really going to make me mad? When Mortal Kombat wins fighting game of the year. <laughs> that shit is really going to piss me <laughs> off. And I don't even hate Mortal Kombat, but I love Street Isn't Fighter Tekken six. coming out this month, too? Uh, Tekken comes out in January. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's yeah, going to miss comes out this in January. year. But I, that's going to really... So just look, I'm warning you now. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be in a good mood uh, when, when, that com- when that comes out. You don't think they would actually I'm gonna do that? I'm going to be pissed. Yes. Yes, I absolutely do. do. Okay. Because Mortal Kombat, because Mortal Kombat uh, it, it, it plays well with a casual audience. It it is it sells more copies because of its incredibly casual audience, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, right? Like I'm not saying anything wrong with Mortal Kombat. I like I said, I actually think this Mortal Kombat is a is leaps and bounds better than Mortal Kombat 11, but um, it's just gonna uh, it's just gonna make me mad, man. Yeah, it's really gonna piss me off. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna get mad. Uh, well, actually, no, I can't say that yet because I haven't played Forza yet. I'm gonna play Forza 
uh, later this week, and hopefully, and I'll see how that is. But I said it's going to be mad if F zero ninety nine beats like Forza Motorsport for like race, sports racing game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would actually do that. That seems like a bridge too far. So uh, that is it. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. Uh, and so we will call time on the show. Uh, thank you, as usual, very much for watching, listening, and we will see you all the next time. See ya.